For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Is it Enkil or Nikhil? Enkil, I think. I don't know. Enkil? No, it I does. think I so. Mean, I, no, I always wanted to say people's names right, and I've been. I know you do. If it's, I, I N, appreciate if it's N Keel, then I've been saying it wrong. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Listen. Okay. He's black. <laughs> he's black, Jay. You, you got to know his mother to be sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, it's, they, they come up with all kind of stuff. Herb and I are over here, though. Like, I had a student named Ladasha. Okay. How you the, tell how me how you think her mother spelled it. I have no idea. I, I mean, I would guess the simplest way. I would guess L-A-D-A-S-H-A. Take about four or five letters off and then tell me how you think she spelled it. How can you spell that name with only three or four letters? Yeah, three letters. And there's an apostrophe spelled, in there, right? That's how she spelled Ladasha. Okay. I come into the office one day. There's this parent going off on the entire office staff. I mean, she's what, cursing what them out. What office is this? What job was this? This is a middle school, right? She's going off. And I was, I'm like, I'm like, and you're a middle school. What? I was a behavior specialist. So I'm I, okay. I, like, right. so I, I come in and this, I, I was, I wasn't even, I didn't have nothing to do with this. I just walked in. This lady's just going off. And so she's like, yo, what the f- you guys are calling my daughter out her name. And yada, 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 yada. And I was like, I'm like, ma'am, please relax. What, what's going on here? Right. And she's like, these teachers, they effing calling my daughter her name. And nah, nah, nah. I was like, okay, who's your daughter? Right? It's like, my daughter's name is Ladasha such and such. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. What's the problem? Like, her teachers, the staff, this office, like, what are they calling her? Right? And they calling her Lae and Laya and Leia. And I was like, let me see. Right? I swear to God, this kid's name was spelled L A hyphen A. Oh, the hyphen was the dash part of Ladasha. Are you hearing me? <laughs> yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. True story. Like, true story. I was like, you know what, lady? You and your daughter get out. Like, <laughs> Terrible. I always want to call, I always want to pronounce people's names correctly. So I would make that effort, but that's a tough one. I, I would ask though, I would say, how do you, how exactly do you pronounce this? So I can pronounce it correctly for you. I would not I have mean, assumed that the, that the hyphen represented four letters. No. And so they were like Leia and stuff. They were saying like Leia and some, some people were saying like, whatever they weren't saying it right but i was like Leia's probably as close as you're gonna come to that nobody's gonna come up with ladasha though man you're tripping get out of here tone would you rather have i mean you have like a a common name anthony 
like me, mm-hmm. Jason, just a common name you hear all the time. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have like a an ex- a very unique and memorable name, but it gets pronounced wrong all the time? Or would you rather have a more classic name like Herbert that is always going to be pronounced correctly? But uh, but you have yeah, but you I'm, but you have an old man's name. Yeah, I think I would like the uh give me the traditional name because people are not gonna be, remember the name as much as they're gonna remember the actions behind it. So uh, oh nice Tom. I don't think uh I'll give me the regular name that people can pronounce because then they're gonna get caught up in pr- the pronunciation of it. Um and for in keel uh Harry is what I'm guessing it is. Uh it's probably best that we talk about like how to pronounce his name versus what he actually does on the on the <laughs> football field so it might work out for him i think he has like five catches this year so okay all right tone said let's not remember him from drops and not getting open (laughs) mispronouncing names drives me crazy though because like the bears had Tashawn gibson playing and what was it he won the good guy award i think it was last year yeah it was last year award for being best with the media uh and to the end of that season, people were calling him Tayshawn. Yeah. Even though phonetically his name was spelled Tashawn, and he has been in the league for 10 years as Tashawn, and there was a pronunciation listed of Tashawn in the flip card. Yeah. I, I'm always curious about that and very fixated. I asked Jalen Johnson when he was a rookie and everything was on Zoom how to pronounce his name because it's J-A-Y-L-O-N. And I don't always trust teams – to make sure that they have it right. Because a lot of these guys and Jalen Johnson probably wouldn't be one of these guys, but a lot of these guys come in as like very soft-spoken rookies. They are not used to dealing with a lot of media. If they played at small schools or schools that are in rural areas, they might be a big state school, but there's not a ton of media covering Baylor or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if there is or not. And so accept whatever you put on them. Yes. And in fact, uh, Tony, your guy, Trent, Trenton Gill, at the beginning of the year, the punter, the rookie punter, when he, came, when he came in at the start of the season, after they gave everyone official like lockers and placards on their locker, his said Trent Gill. And I saw him and I said, oh, is that what you go by? Because because we'll call people what they go by. If your name is Michael, but you go by Mike, we'll put you in the paper as Mike. Uh, and I said, oh, is that what you go by? And he goes, no. And Trent Gill is like always happy about everything, even when he's not happy. It's like, no, they got they got it wrong. They didn't they didn't know. I I hope they fix it. And they did eventually, but like the running back, for example, Herbert, his name is like typically when you see that name, you say Khalil, I think. I think that's like if there's a common pronunciation of that of K-H-A-L-I-L, it's, it's probably Khalil. Yeah. Khalil. Khalil. But there's like three different variations of that. The pass rusher wanted to say Ka. Khalil, yes. The pass rusher wanted Ka every time. Like he's like, Ka, it's Ka. Khalil Mack. And and yeah. I respected that. And I would call him that when I saw him. And I would call him that when I was on the radio or on TV. Khalil. You're the only, the one, who ever, you're the only one who ever drops Negi. Negi, yeah. Oh, no one other than Lawrence or Michael Kim on TV pronounces that as Matt Negi which is how he pronounces it, like rhymes with leggy. Everyone else was doing that, like the Chicago accent, Matt Nagy. Uh, and, but the running back they have right now is Khalil Herbert. And they say it wrong everywhere. They say it wrong during the broadcast. He's running for, you know, 
50 yard touchdowns and they're calling him Khalil Herbert and it's not his name. Right. And what probably, is it? It's Khalil. Khalil. Lil. Not Khalil. Like L, L, it ends with like L I L L would be how you pronounce it. Khalil. Oh, Herbert. really? Yeah. Like little, like little baby. Like Lil Wayne. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Khalil. But I think that's like, I think it's a hang up of mine because my name has been mispronounced my entire life. My name, my last name being Leisure is not spelled like Leisure. And so it's always pronounced as Lizer or Leaser or something like that. And so maybe that has made me more sensitive to it. Neither, I never know that bothered you from your, you guys. I never, I never know that bothered you from your Twitter profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I put it in there right after I love Jesus, so it must and my wife and kids, so it must be pretty high on my list. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Jason. I'm Jason Leisure. We have Herb Howard back in the building, mm-hmm. guest co-host, filling in for Russ. I uh, I can't get you on here enough, Herb. Welcome back. It is an absolute pleasure. I love this show. I love watching it, listening to it. You guys do phenomenal, phenomenal work. And I love the name of it. Like, it's just catchy. It's sports adjacent. It's accurate. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm truly honored to be here. I appreciate that. We'll send you the check either way. You don't have to say all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And we got Tony Gill producing. Tony, where are you? That, That looks like the bulletin board from your old room at your parents' house. It is. Uh, I am in my ever-forming office at my condo. Um, still not 100% yet. Still a lot of stuff in here that I got to get rid of, but it's slowly coming together. How many rooms are in your condo? You have a bedroom and a living room. I know that. Yeah, and then I got this room, so three. Okay, so that, so it's like a two-bedroom, and you've converted two bedroom, one of the yeah. bedrooms into your office. Now, is that just your office, or do you share that office with your wife when she... Has to do work from home or what? As of right now, um, it's my office because I'm the only one that works from home. But uh, she just got a job offer that will be 100% or like 90% remote. So that may change to her office. <laughs> this may change to her that office. So. You're on a couch right now. I am. You have a couch in your right office. Now. Like, I don't have an office at home at all. You you know that I record this show in my dad's basement. I drive to my dad's house and record it in his basement because that's where there's space and quiet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and no kids or dogs running around and you have an office with a couch in it in your house yeah, yeah man god is good god like is i good. could come to your house and you, could, and you could be like hey step into my office and it actually is something yeah yeah uh you know i'm, I'm very much interested to you know having kids and you know when they're in trouble i'll be like step in my office let's 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 have a talk oh, okay <laughs> do you have a tv in there you know what that means the belt coming out film me no I, Okay. All right. Well, the fact that you just had a belt at the ready right there is deserves another conversation, but we won't have it. It's fine. Well, you had a, did you have a belt sitting on your couch Uh, all this time just to be able to, just for that joke, just for that one joke, just had it ready, you know, props. Okay. Please put it down. And, and no, this show does not advocate for what you're lay down the uh, law around here. No, no. Do you have a TV in there? Got a child. Let, let's stop with your uh, outdated and uninformed parenting techniques. And I and I understand that they worked for you, they worked on you, and and they worked on me too. 
Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing there were very similar rules in our two houses growing up and here we are both not in jail. So it's gone well. Yep. Uh, but, but things change from generation to generation tone. You'll see that soon enough, but <laughs> I just want to get off, off the crack pipe and off stop, the pole. Stop, please. That's stop, your only. Please. That's your only job. That's your only job. I mean, there's probably more to it than that, Tony. Uh, is it? <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's. I, I want to like continue to get the input from two guys who don't have kids here. Correct. Tony, I want to know what else goes on in this office. Is there a TV in there? Like, do you hide out in there watching TV or something? Saying, no. "Oh, I, I got to work." No, no. Um, it's actually, you know, not well lit. So I got a rain light on this uh, here. It's not really well lit. Um, there's like one chair in here. Um, our luggage is in here. It's not really organized just yet. Um, so it's just just a room with uh, with a pretty big closet in it and uh, this couch and uh, a desk. My grandfather had an office in their house and he was in his seventies. He wasn't working anymore at that point. And my grandparents were married for like 60 years. And my grandmother did all the cleaning and she would get up at like four or five in the morning and clean the whole house. And the rule was that if he was not out of bed by 6am, then he had to make the bed. And my grandfather in his effort to not have to make the bed would get up at 5.59 and go into his office and sleep in the chair <laughs> and come back to a made bed. That is a... That's pretty petty. <laughs> it don't take that long to make a bed. You can not sleep as long as you want. It's, I was going to say, not only is it petty, I don't even know that it's smart. Like, how long does it take you to walk to the other office, to the other room? Like, maybe, oh, maybe yeah. half the time to make the bed? It wasn't far, but the, the thing that you don't understand about and wouldn't know about my grandmother is there's no way he could have made that bed correctly. Uh, he could have okay. spent an hour on it and it would have not it would not have been made properly, no matter what. In that case, 559 it is. And then or, would have been the, the rest of his day would have been hearing about that. Or it's like if you don't want to do something at work, do it poorly. That way they never let you do it again. So yeah, that's also true. That's terrible advice. I don't know if that works at work, but I do think that it works in relationships. You know what I mean? Like you do the laundry bag one time, your partner will never actually do the laundry again. Like just just take just take your partner's clothes and bleach them. <laughs> like, oh babe, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I did it right. And like, you know what? Don't ever do the laundry again. It's like, dang, I really oh, okay. All right. All right. I my wife is too smart to ever fall for that. Um, and just enjoys doing the laundry. I do like doing the laundry, and that is one of my responsibilities in the house. Um, like I hate doing the dishes, oh, but I, I I like doing I'm the laundry. I'm good with I'm, doing the laundry. I'm a dishes guy, one thousand percent. Give me those dishes. Definitely laundry over dishes for me. Yeah, the laundry's cleaner. Um, but I do. There are like certain things I have no idea how to do. Like I don't know how to clean the coffee maker, which you need to be able to do to. Otherwise, the coffee starts tasting bad, and it looks like a baker. Jason actually suggested that his wife come to Hallis Hall to clean the coffee makers at Hallis. There are two of them. He was like, I want to yeah, ask my wife curings. to come clean these things. Right. <laughs> or I'll get her on FaceTime with someone else to follow all her directions to do it. So the, the thing, I, I've avoided learning how to do some of these things. and I, So I don't like pretend I'll do a bad job or anything like that tone, but I do tell my wife, hey, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to, uh, 
you know, clean the bathtub or whatever. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And she has allowed me to get away with that for almost 17 years now. But it's like I can see the signs that she's getting tired of that and that it's I'm not going to be able to pull that off much longer. And eventually it's going to be like eat out of a dirty co- bowl, whatever. Yeah, f- yeah, fix, <laughs> yeah, fix the coffee maker. Um, I'm going to get my coffee at Starbucks now, you know, and cost you like five dollars a day until you fix it. Like she's going to pull something like that on me, I'm sure. Anyway, our show is no longer brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Sheets and Giggles is not sponsoring the show anymore. They are sponsoring only Tony Gill. Let's go. So I did my introductions poorly. I should have said this is Jason Leisure and my co-host for the day, Herb Howard. And producing, as always, is Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Giggles. Let's go. Y'all know what time it is. They, They recognized your boy. They were like, man. This guy's got so much love for the product, right? For the dope that we got, that we slanging, that we just gotta, we gotta, we gotta make him one of the bosses of Sheets and Giggles. And this is what this title instills: Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Giggles. You already know that I rock with the product heavy. All right, the flannel mixed with the eucalyptus, the straight raw eucalyptus. Come on, man, yo, the mattress. The eucalyptus mattress, man, get, get, man, y'all, y'all don't even know, y'all don't even know, y'all don't even know. You would know if you went out and got your mattress though, okay. or you got your sheets though. Yes. You would know, but if you don't know, man, y'all, man, I'm telling you, y'all, right, Herb, man. Tony has uh, since the last time you were on, Tony has made up his own, um, I guess motto or catchphrase or slogan. Slogan will be the word. He's made up his own slogan for sheets and giggles. And it's blow a back out. I'm not even sure what that means. Totally. I mean, I can kind of guess from context that it's something sexual, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Shout out to the newlyweds. I've gone along too long and now I'm afraid to ask. Shout out to the newlyweds. That's all I'll say. So anyway, Tony Gill presented by sheets and giggles. Uh, has this great deal for you guys uh, that you can go to. They're going to keep the website the same, just make it easy. You go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you can get 23% off whatever you order there. It's applied automatically at checkout. You don't need a promo code. Sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. This is a great thing to get for your bed. The the 100% eucalyptus sheets, the sheet set that they call it, I, I could not recommend that to you enough. You, you may or may not need a mattress or, or, or a duvet or whatever. If you do, this is a good place to get that too. But everybody needs some of these silky smooth 100% eucalyptus sheets. I love these sheets. I got two sets. So I, my bed is never without them. When I put one in the wash, I put the other set on. You That's legit. I, I co-signed that. Like I co-signed that from the first time I was on this show. And y'all talked about it so much. I was like, hmm. I, I genuinely, I generally believe what Jason has to say. I'll go ahead and grab some of those sheets. Grabbed them, amazing. I washed them once. Put some old sheets back on. I was like, yeah, that can't happen anymore. So I had to buy some more. <laughs> and so now I also rotate my two sets. That is not a lie. I'm with you on that, Jay. We only push top tier product around these parts. You feel me? I mean, it's true. Every Uncut, wrong. We have every, every sponsor we have is Pure. something that okay. I get it. Colombian. Thank you. We're no. the Eisenberg of the sheet game. We okay. are. These are we bed are. sheets that are, you know, okay. blue magic. Okay. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA 
They need to make underwear. That's what they need to make. Facts. Wow. Seats and giggles. You can lift this the underwear. underwear? Mm. Not needed at night in their sheets. Not I recommended. Wear could, I wear eucalyptus. But you could thong. be. You could be wrapped. What? I wear eucalyptus thong presented by Sheets and Giggles. Wait, okay. eucalyptus what, Jason? I mean, Tony. Eucalyptus thong. Knock it off. Knock it off. I don't yeah. think you would. I don't I, think you I would. wear it for my wife. What? You wear it for your wife? I don't think. No, I don't. I doubt that's what she wants. For one, although, Listen, hey, we maybe. go, we go, we go from this... the blow your back out sheets to thongs. I'm glad to know that this little waiting period that we talked about last time I talked to you was not in vain because clearly y'all have gone straight off the deep end. Like, like... look, if, if you you ain't gonna tell me, Jason, if they came out with a line of underwear and one of the products was a thong, you wouldn't be like, you know what? Let me try that. I already like the eucalyptus on the sheets. Why wouldn't I like it on my butt? And then my well, butt I a could, little bit. But I, yeah, and see, that's, butt. that's the difference. That's the, it's your prepositions. I think. On and yeah. in is right. significant. See, I, cause I feel like on would be fine, but in would be, you know, I don't want anything in this too much. It's too un- far. Uncomfortable all day. I mean, it's not, you know, penetrating, just a little. Okay. You know, all right. Thanks, Tone. Okay. Just, just on the top. You're, you're imagining you're imagining them making like men's lingerie that you'd wear for your wife. That's what you're that's what you're picturing. Somebody right? gotta this wouldn't gotta be for daily use, but you you put this on for your wife in like a special occasion. That's what you're saying. The men's lingerie game is gotta be like not great, right? Like the men's lingerie well, game has to be like non existent. Right. Like it's just underwear for us. Why is that? Because we are by far the far less sexier being. So nobody even thinks about us that way. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, no, like, there's no dressing that up. Right? Don't, you yeah. don't want to feel sexy? I feel the, sexy. Best we could, the best we could do for lingerie is like be in shape. Like just be in shape. And most of us <laughs> yeah. aren't that. And so it's like, okay, just show up. Just just, <laughs> just show yeah. up. Just yeah, show that, up and deliver. Like, yeah. That, I mean? is the, that is the baseline is be in shape, be uh, decently groomed. Smelling okay. There you go. Like the, Good hygiene. Much, yeah. Groomed. There's a low and, bar for men's sexiness. Oh, it's low. It's low. We don't have it. Yeah. We don't have it. The creator was very, very clear about who the creator deemed to be the sexier of the beings. Like it's it's not a, it's not even close. But then we put all these unfair expectations on 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 women. It's like that's not such fair. as what. What's unfair about it? Well, I mean. The entire double standard of it, but okay. <laughs> no, no. It's it's it, listen, if 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 the creator made Shaquille O'Neal and then he made me, he's like, Hey, which one of you guys are gonna be able to dunk? It's not unfair to say him. Like Shaquille O'Neal, you go dunk. Okay. You know what I mean? He made you to dunk. He didn't make me to do it. All knock right. it off. Okay. Every I'll now and then I'll... you'll get a spud web or something, but no, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tony's imagining uh, his spud web in a thong. <laughs> <laughs> our, show is, our show is still sponsored by BetMGM, our show as a whole. Now, Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles, Tony Gill only. Mm-hmm. Got like He imagined himself to be the black Chris Cody. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And he's taken one step closer to it by getting the, the personal sponsorship. I was gonna combine Gill and Sheets and Giggles, like Gill Giggle, Gill Giggles. Just Giggles. They are they're already calling. There's already Sheets and Giggles. Yeah, that's yeah. already there. Uh, BetMGM sponsors Sports Adjacent, and you can download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code Adjacent200, and that'll get you this deal. 
any NFL game, you bet $10 on it. You got week 18 coming up. You got the playoffs after that. Bet $10 on any NFL game. And as long as either team scores a touchdown in that game, you win $200 in free future bets. They've also got at BetMGM, they've got NBA, NHL, uh, college basketball and football. There's uh, player props and, and parlays on there. Everything you want over at BetMGM. Just use promo code ADJACENT200. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Tony, you got any other random things you've been thinking about this week besides, uh, you know, they're the underserved market of men's lingerie? Um, hmm. What have I been thinking about? You got you got two of the older people on the show this time, so you can ask us questions too uh, about you know life as an older person. I was wondering if, not that you're that young, Tom, but I was wondering if younger people still carry wallets. Yes. Like, do you have an actual wallet? I do have do. a wallet. Do you think um, a 20 year old does? You're 30. Do you think someone 10 years younger than you carries a wallet? Uh, I think so. Um, that's a, actually a good uh, question because I had the same wallet for like 15 years. Never changed it. It's rag- ragged and all that until Christmas where my mom got my youngest brother a wallet. He had a nice wallet. Uh, but it was in the lost and found for like the last like year or so at his job. And so he grabbed his it cause it was a nice was wallet. A... Oh, that's how he got it. And then, I so I was like, Hey, you got a new wallet. You just let me have that wallet. And I recently changed wallets. Now I have a new wallet. Uh, a hand me down or a hand me up since it's your younger brother. Yeah. It, uh, it's a nice wallet. So yeah, it's a hand me up. I realized I always have this. I always have my wallet and it's uncomfortable to sit on, of course, because Anything would be that will blow your back out. Yeah, you can't sit on a bad wow. one. It's not good for you. No, it's not good for you, but you look like a dork walking around with it in your front pocket. Yeah, you gotta get one of those new age ones that like that super yeah, clips, the yeah, little the, oh, the, metal rectangular joints. Right, I just yeah, got yeah. one of those, they're good. Well, yeah. I have my, my phone case has this flap where I can keep stuff, but I am always afraid of if I have an Amex in there or something, it's gonna fall out. <laughs> but I realized like I always have my wallet, it's uncomfortable to sit on. And on top of all that, I never have cash. There's never cash in there. There might sometimes be one or two dollars in there. I never have cash on me. Anytime I need cash for anything, I got to go to the bank and get it. So, like, I'm not sure what I'm still doing with this at this point, especially when you can put your credit cards on your phone and everything. Yeah, Herb, I, mean, I know. I know you got a wallet. You're my age. I know you have one. Yeah, I'm a this kind of guy now. Like well, I used very to. Very small. That's like a business card. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a this kind of guy, and I just you know it's got a little clip and it's got. You know, slots, and you just push the push the cards out this way, and you're good. And you can Where tuck cash, go? tuck cash in here. I generally throw it in my front pocket, unless okay. unless like my pants are a little bit more fitted, and then it has that little bulge, the annoying bulge you were talking about. And then I'll mm-hmm. put it somewhere else. But yeah, well, <laughs> it generally works. I uh, I'm always confident, and again, like this is a safe space. Um, <laughs> just us. Like the Just us in the, the world, yeah. The, a few ro- thousand the, ro- of them. <laughs> the, the the robbery game got to be like on a down end, just because nobody has cash anymore. Like if somebody were to rob me, right, like on the street, I'd be like, "Yeah, here, take it." Like you're not gonna get in my phone, so here you go. Right. And uh, I'm just gonna cancel all my credit cards, uh, or if I have, I got one credit card and a debit card. Um, by the time you know I get home, so you got about 
like 20 minutes to get something done run it up <laughs> right <laughs> and if you want to steal my car I, it's it it's not going to go very far because i got the fob so yeah. you know hey man does that make robbery like a blue collar crime only now like you gotta like do it like online like you gotta like hack my account white, white collar yeah white, white collar, collar. Crime. i mean yeah. white collar i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry yeah that's a, that's a good observation yeah, it's only it only can be white collar now. If you if you out here trying to blue collar rob somebody, man, you must be down real bad. Yeah, I would just give you some money, bro, or sell you something. At that point, <laughs> it's you true. Know? I mean, it's true. Would you rather be like muscled out of your wallet on the sidewalk, or have your email hacked into? Oh, mm. definitely. Here, take my wallet. I mean, I'm definitely yeah. at the point where I would least want to lose my phone out of everything I have. But even like you said, Tone, I had my phone stolen once. It was like six or seven years ago. And it was a whole it's a pain in the butt to to not to lose your phone or in any way to like replace mm-hmm. it. And you have to go to like you don't necessarily get everything back that was on there, but nothing happened like nobody could get into it. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I feel 100 percent comfortable. And I think that's why like, I leave stuff around just because like. I can replace it. Like I'm not really like that attached to it. Uh, and all like money g- getting taken for your money doesn't feel good at all. So you just chopped about, you know, 80% of that pain by just not having money on you. Like whatsoever. Yeah. So like, I like, I always look at the, uh, if I, sometimes very rarely you see an unhoused person with a Zell, I will Zell them. Cause I'm like that, that. I like that. That is what's up. You are changing with the times. Hold on a second. How does that? I love. How does that happen? Somebody they have a sign or something. Yeah, that they says have a you sign. Oh, okay. All right. I haven't or, seen that yet. Or, or cash at me. I'm like, I will do that every single time oh. I see it. I like that because I'm like, hey man, I don't have cash. When people ask me, oh yeah, I'm like, man, bro, I pay everything cashless. This is a cashless society. You gotta upgrade, man. Sometimes I give them some advice. I'm like, hey man, you can start your cash app. Start you a Zell. Get you some real money out here, man. I love how you are changing with the times. I love unhoused. Like I love unhoused mm-hmm. as an upgrade from homeless. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, because home, home, homeless. I question the difference. Like it's them. It's 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 their entity. Their whole thing is homelessness. Oh, like they, like, like they failed to acquire a home versus a home has failed to acquire them. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll leave it there. You seem like you're like complimenting him for that, but you, I don't think you like that in general. You don't like any you of like the, the old school homelessness. The homelessness? I, I think Herb doesn't like the way some of that language has evolved. And like, in general, I think well, just a like, Herb is one of those guys that is even like, he's my age. So he's a little more old school than you Tom, but I think he's even more old school than me. Like he, he hurt, like Herb could have a very fluent conversation with my grandfather or something like that. Yeah. There's, there's just a lot of stuff going on with language these days that I've just been slow to adapt to. And right, well, not, tell us, tell us what it is. And if it, and if it's like nah. too, hot, too hot, if it's too hot, even for, you know, even for this show, then we'll, we'll put elevator music over it. My name is Herb Howard, and I'm only speaking for me. Um, I just don't get the difference. Like, unhoused, homeless, like... Uh, because it's... Or, 
like I, I just don't I don't I don't get it. Like what are we like what what are we doing? Like what are we doing? And there's just there's just so many of these things that are happening in so many different areas of society and it's like like what are we doing? What are we doing, Tone? <laughs> so I started using unhoused because somebody explained to me that the way that we use homeless uh makes it their fault. Makes Does it, it that this is your um this is who you are in society versus unhoused, meaning you've fallen on hard times. Homelessness is not who you are, it's your situation. So unhoused is a better way of explaining to people that this person is not their situation. You know how I view it, Tone? I view it as a shortcut, as a bit of laziness from humans. And I think that we just generally are lazy and we generally want to find the shortest way to a solution. And what we really need to do is adjust the connotations that we put on words. Homeless is just a description. It's an observation. It's a whatever, right? The connotation that we put on it to where because I say you're homeless, now I have this judgment on you. That's that's on us. Change that. Flipping the word doesn't matter because we can start calling it whatever you want. Ten years from now, unhoused will have a negative connotation. It's like we can, we can call it whatever we want. It doesn't really matter. It's the connotation that we place on it because we're just flawed human beings. And if we can change the way we view things that are different from our own situation, then it wouldn't be so bad. It's not like homeless in and of itself is a bad word. It's the associations that we put with it. And soon enough, we'll put those same associations with unhoused like oh he's unhoused he lives under the bridge on on laura wacker and it's like then he must have made terrible life decisions and she's a bad person and it's like and no, no she's value. not a yeah, yeah but, has no value but, and it's like but it causes you to think about those things and if you really truly think about like the word change is not going to matter if you really truly think that these people have no value like that's that's that that's not gonna matter but the hope is with the word change that people will start thinking about how they view the unhoused people and start not, you know, walking by them and hope. I don't disagree with you on the face, Tom. Like on the surface, I don't disagree with you. But but you but you're right that it's on us to change that. But sometimes words get so connected to something negative that the only thing to do to change how we view something is to change how we speak about something. I'll go to the other end of the spectrum in terms of society and to to say why I don't think a simple word change will shift it. Mm -hmm. Take quarterback for the bears, right? You're going to treat that person like there's something other than a person, right? And it's like, mm, nope, you're really, really good at football. I acknowledge that. I respect that. I appreciate that. Other than that, you're just a person, right? Not, I won't even say just a person. You're a person like everybody else, right? And you have people who treat some people up here based off of their tax bracket, their fame, their notoriety. And the every time I see somebody, I don't care where I am or who I'm around, if I see you treat LeBron James or Dwayne Wade, like, oh my God, there's LeBron. It's like, if you think that person is better than you, that tells me that you also think somebody else is less than you. And 
as soon as we can start to put everybody right here, and I don't care if you are MVP of the NBA or you are unhoused, we're the same. We're on the same level as a person. It's like, no, something different about you as a person. Like, oh, no, this kid, this person beats children or this person, whatever. We're, we're right here. We're right here. And I think that wherever, whichever side of the spectrum you go to, high or low, we got to just stop doing that thing with people. Everybody is right here. And I think that's what causes the 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 negative or positive connotations on words. That's, that's what I think, Tom. In England, they call them rough sleepers. Rough sleepers because the concrete is hard. <laughs> that day, you know, it's hard to get some good sleep out here. Jason, <sighs> you know, one thing I was thinking about too what what happened to Kaboom the cereal? This is a fixation of yours, Kaboom the cereal. Did you you would buy this at Menards, wouldn't you? I don't know where it came from. It usually just just in grocery stores. Now that it's 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 gone now. Like I used to love Kaboom cereal. Remind Ooh, me what it was. Cereal. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like little circles and marshmallows? Was it like yep. red and blue? Like yeah, it was like Fruit it was, Loops with marshmallows. It kind was of? Fruit Loops, but tasted a lot different than Fruit Loops. Okay. With but with marshmallows though, like Kaboom was <laughs> fire, bro. Like okay, and so but if you get they make Fruit Loops with marshmallows, if I'm not mistaken, I'm do, sure I've seen that. And but is it's that not Kaboom. Okay, so that doesn't do it for you. That's what no, I want to know. Okay, no, it's not Kaboom cereal. Herb, you remember Kaboom? I do not. I'm I'm not familiar. Man, like somebody out there remembers Kaboom and remember enjoying the sweet taste of Kaboom. I vaguely remember it, but I just feel like it could not have possibly been that good that you can't find Man, any kind of substitute fire. for it. There was nothing like Kaboom. Like ser- the cereal game changed. Like what? Ca- like give me a comp. I don't even. I don't. Even, I like no, I, nothing comes to mind. Give me a comp for it. I mean, visually, it was Fruit Loops with marshmallows in it. Which you can uh, get now, so, but, it, but it tasted different. It was so. What's the cereal that has the marshmallows in it? That's, it had a um, clown. Too. Lucky, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Is that no? no? It was. It was better than Lucky Charms. Yeah, I've yeah, never I, seen that I'm in my it to life you on the screen. Right yeah, I now. see. It. I've never. I've never seen that box of cereal in my life. It's honestly. got. It's uh. It's different shapes. It's clown faces. Tone. It looks like it's smiley mm-hmm. faces mm-hmm. with uh animal shaped marshmallows. Yep, and a and either uh, a clown or an unhoused person is the mascot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> an unhoused clown. Hey, Kaboom was flame, bro. Really? Wow. I miss Kaboom. I, I remember. I remember. Was this like a legit cereal? Or was just like happy about it? Just like no, no. This is real. This is real. Mm-hmm. I, I remember this from childhood vaguely. Like when he said it, I didn't, I I had some recollection of it. I don't think this was one of my favorites though. I don't think this was really like in my wheelhouse tone. I would have been more like Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch. Yeah. uh, Apple Jacks. Yeah. I used to love Apple Jacks. Then they changed the formula on that. Now it tastes like cardboard. I don't know that it's any different, is it? They still have it. Yeah, cinnamon it toast crunch like carbon. Yeah, that was a good one. The best one that uh, that I missed that I can't find anywhere anymore, and I'm sure is gone, is Waffle Crisp. Waffle, oh, Chris. Waffle Crisp is still out here in the street. I don't think I it is. That. I don't think that. it is. I think there's some. I think someone else has made. I think, uh, of course, I go to Jules. Jules, I, like, thank you. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always at the Jules tone. <laughs> um, I think there are other waffle themed cereals, but I don't think there's actual Waffle Crisp anymore. No, it's it's Waffle Crisp right here. I could have eaten a whole. If you find Waffle Crisp, get me some because I'll eat I a whole you. box of that. But I don't. I don't think they're still making it, man. No, they are. They are. Um, they got uh, uh, the equivalent, though, that's more mass produced is the Eggo cereal. 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about is there's there's imitations of it, but that is not the mm-hmm. same thing. So that that that'll get you close to it, but I get it. Like if you look, if you if you want that the you know the unstepped on crack, that's what you want. Like you don't want the Why are you food. making everything drugs today? Why it's can't blue just, magic? Why can't it just be like cereal that you really like? Just, when, you take, when you take my dope and chop it down to three, four, five percent and call it blue magic, that's <laughs> infringement. We need we need to cut this off and have a staff meeting real quick. Have you seen the? Uh, this has been out for a while, but have you seen the documentary, The Social Network? Mm-hmm. Or the social dilemma. I'm sorry. Not yep. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's not. pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's scary. It's it's the whole thing is about how poisonous this is, and social media and things like that, and oh, how it's. I'm lying. I did see it. It was great. The, the point of all of it is to get you addicted to it, and mm-hmm. everybody thinks they're not addicted to it for one, but they are, and everyone thinks, well, I could use. Facebook and I, I won't become addicted to it. I'll use it in moderation, but it's, it's you and whatever your willpower level is versus a for-profit company full of geniuses billion dollar trying, industry trying to figure out how to get you addicted to it. Like you're not winning that fight ever. Yeah, no. And and it's okay to admit that you are. Hey, you know, I like things being, you know, sent to me that I, that I may like. Yeah. But most but people I'm don't not, admit it. it. Like yeah, just like, admit it. Like it's cool. I've always believed clucks. Like, like I'm from the south side of Chicago. I grew up around a lot of clucks at- or cucks. Clucks. That's that's oh, okay. that's a term that we came up with for drug addicts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I grew up around a lot of people who s- struggled with substance abuse, and I always believed them when they say things like, you know, heroin feels better than sex. It's like really like everybody was like no it can't i was like maybe it can but i know how i struggle with my addiction to that so I'll, <laughs> I'll, if, if it's better than that i won't even dare try it okay because i will be at everybody's trap house like just give me one more please one more here's my tv and my car just here's my car give me give me a ten dollar rock we're good Mm-hmm. I believe those people. Like, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm special. I don't think I'm superhuman to them. They were regular, non-addicted people at some point. They tried it, and now they will dance in the street for thirty minutes on end for two dollars. It's like, mm, isn't that what we're doing now on social media? My point exactly, sir. <laughs> this is this is why I went down that road. <laughs> no, nobody would tell you that it's not addictive or intended to be addictive. Nobody could tell you that. Yeah. Hey, it says I'm not addicted. If you presented them with what I'm telling you is that the entire function of it, the entire purpose, the entire way that those companies make money is by getting you addicted. Everyone would be like, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really, act, I'm not really active or into social media. Um, I use my Twitter account for work. I'm not, I have a Facebook account, but I don't know how many years it's been since I've used it. Tony has the login for my Instagram because he's he was at one point using it for something for this show to promote. So I'm like not really in it other than I use it for other use Twitter for work. And I would tell you that part of the reason why I don't want to get into it is because I can see clear as day how addictive it is. And I don't I don't want that. I don't want to be caught up in that. 
the science talks about the endorphins that get released every time you see a like of your post or you get certain interactions and there's literally like this dopamine like that is actually released and you're like oh i crave that i need that again so let me go make another one of those posts and it's like yeah no um jason every time you mention your lack of addiction to social media and you talk about twitter i always encourage you to tell the people your advice for tweeting (laughs) don't boom (laughs) that's tip number one through ten on tweeting is don't this is an interesting uh, bayless Oh my God! Yes, I mean, don't, don't, don't. But this is like an increasingly important conversation in my house because I have kids that are an age where they could use social media. I have a nine-year-old and an eleven-year-old, and I see all the time their friends are on social media. I saw one of them the other day. This isn't really about social media; it's more about smartphones. But I saw I was picking my daughter up from a Christmas party, and I saw two girls there her age, two probably eleven-year-olds. And they were trying, one of them was trying to get the other one's phone number. So then they'd be able to communicate in text. And she couldn't get the one's phone number because something was wrong with her phone and she was having to power down her phone. I was sitting there the whole time. I'm like, can't you just write it down? She doesn't know her phone number. Isn't there like, just can't you just get like a, like a post-it note and a pencil and write it down and put it in later? And that that was just like a foreign thought. It was impossible. But this is the thing my wife and I run into with our kids and we are, are trying to explain it to them because kids will just see it as well you say no it's stuff we want to do and you say no you're always saying no about we can't do this we can't do that we just want to do stuff and you the parents just want to tell us no about stuff and so my kids especially they are very high level thinkers and so you're gonna have to explain what you're doing with them and we basically have told them like yeah we're making the choice that you're gonna be weirdos because you don't live in this social media world and all your friends do and you might miss out on some stuff, but we believe this is like pretty close to life and death. And when it comes to your health, like this is not something that is good for anyone really, but especially not good for children. Yeah. um, I got recently got called the P word uh, on Twitter uh and i was like this doesn't like what is what is going on like i don't mind people disagreeing with me i disagree with people all the time but it's all fun and games and conversation which i enjoy but once you step over that line it's like all right well you don't get invited to this space block like and yeah, I don't, but I don't everybody's think... in everyone's invited to your space that person was invited to your space at least once yeah, by you yeah. having a Twitter account, mm-hmm. and that's part of what is very unnatural about this. And and I I know I know I know I sound so old when I'm saying this, but like this is not how we're meant to live, and we're not one of the way examples of that is what you're saying. Tone is like we're not meant to live where anyone has access to us anytime they want, where there's this open invitation to come interact with me on Twitter or wherever else, assuming you don't have a, a private account. Yeah, I mean I. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't recommend social media use for children un, uh, until no. they have confidence in themselves, until they understand how to interact with other human beings conversationally, until they have a strong grasp and confidence in that. And and as a parent, until you feel that they have a confidence in that, which they probably won't until what? Never, because that's being greatly discouraged. <laughs> I mean. 
until uh, until they have the, the ability to say, hey, I am not what this thing or what these people that don't know me think that I am. I am not that. I am my own person. I'm my own individual. It's very difficult for adults to even do that. So until you have that understanding and that grasp of that, social media is not for you. I've seen children in my life who get together for, you know, sleepovers. Hey, we're all going to come over one house. We're going to hang out and they all get there. And then you walk in the room and they're all just like face down on the phone or tablet. And it's like for hours, it's like, yo, y'all didn't have to come over here to do this. Y'all could have did that from y'all's respective homes. Like, I don't need, I need to buy all of y'all pizza and pop for y'all to do this. You know what I mean? Like y'all could have did this wherever you all were. I've seen my nephew who's, you know, basketball player in the city, pretty popular kid or whatever. And I'm at a basketball game with him and it's not his game. So he's sitting right in front of me and we're watching this game. And there are some girls, some young girls, high school girls behind me. And they're like, yo, I I think that's Eric. Right. And I was like, so I'm I'm hearing them and I'm just kind of laughing about it. And he's sitting in front of me with his father next to him. And I'm like, I'm just listening. And they're like, I think that's him. They're like, girl, I don't know if that's him. So after this goes on literally for about eight or nine minutes behind me, I'm like, yo, who are y'all talking about? Right. And they like, we're we're talking about him. I was like, I was like, okay, who do y'all think that is? It's like, I think his name is Eric. And I was like, you're right. His name is Eric. Like, do you want to talk to him? Like, are you going to say something to him? Because y'all been having this conversation for like 10 minutes. And you're like, okay. So he's like, go, girl, go, girl, go talk to him. Go talk to him. Go talk to him. So the one girl slides down one row to <laughs> sit right next to me. And she continues to do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, not next to me. Like, go down another row, right? And so she goes down. You're, you're having to coach her through a human interaction. I'm having to coach her through this. But it gets worse, Jay. It gets worse. She gets down there. And then she's like oddly turning her shoulder halfway towards him. And then... Like I tap him on his shoulder. I'm like, nephew, she's, she wants, she's been trying to get your attention for a while. Like y'all need to have a conversation. And so he goes just as awkwardly, if not more so than her half turns to her. And he's like, uh, 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 they have this awkward interaction for about 30 seconds. And then she comes back up to her seat, one row behind me again, without any further interaction, no exchange of information, no phone numbers passed, nothing like that. And I'm like, I'm like, nephew, I look at your Instagram. I see your social media. On social media, you're the man. You got all the confidence. Hey, this, that, and the third. Y'all talk all this stuff on social media. But face to face, you have no personality, no swag, no game, no nothing. It's like, you know what? Y'all kill me. Y'all kill me. (laughs) They're not going to, none of them are going to know how to do that. I don't care if yeah. we sound old at this point. I don't care. We're gonna just do it anyway. These like, are necessary skills. Like, I, like they're not maybe, know how maybe to this talk just to each other. You they're need know to know that. To each other. I have virtual families in the next ten years. Like, <laughs> I've never yeah. met my spouse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why, like the my meta husband, the <laughs> the the social media age is. I think for some, for a lot of people. Uh, the online dating aspect. Um, you have all these types of people and essentially boils down to two types of people. Um, and hopefully you get matched up to the, the type that you are, right? So you got all these people with that are uh, good talkers, great communicators. Um, and then you have all these other people that are simply just not, 
because of they are victims of the age that that we're in because it and they're constantly matching That's, up with each other and having deteriorate and having these awful awful interactions with each other that makes it's painful people believe that they don't have a partner out there or a companion out there because there's so many people that just don't know how to talk. I let these um, kids distract me from a full quarter of a basketball game. I was very much interested in like, <laughs> listen, talk to each other or don't, but stop this behind my head. I don't like it. Like go down there or not. Like, <laughs> I, I can't take it sometimes, man. There's times where I'm on a plane and you, maybe you'll, maybe you'll hear one of them, you know, one of these creatures, these young people, <laughs> actually having a phone call with someone they're actually like talking to someone and i'm like okay there we go but they're talking about what they posted on instagram that's it right. <laughs> and then and then she commented this on the phone like lol right. <laughs> and then i don't actually laugh like lol <laughs> then i commented back and yeah and i was like "Ooh, she's gonna think about that like no she's not nobody's doing any thinking in this no 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 the, the algorithm is thinking for you Let's do Ask Herbie. It's time for your late night advice with Herb Howard. Herbie Baby, Herbie the Love Bug, Herbie Hancock. Dear Herbie. If you didn't know me before I was 14, don't call me Herbie. Dear Herbie. Especially when men do it. It's weird. You probably hate being called Herbie. Um, grew up with it. My entire family oh. still calls me Herbie. Um, really? nobody I've met since I was about 15 calls me that mostly because I don't really allow it. Um, but all of my family, as I was growing up, they all called me Herbie. So it was Herbie baby, Herbie, the love bug. It was Herb Ken. It was Herbie Hancock. It was all the stuff, all, all the stuff. Is, is, is Herbie, H- is Herbie like the too familiar equivalent of people calling me Jay? That don't really know me that well. Um, yeah, I would say so because, like, I, I tell people all the time, like, if you didn't know me before I was fourteen, don't call me Herbie. Especially when men do it, it's weird. Like, <laughs> it's very, very weird. It's like, it's like, mm, no, I don't, I don't like the way that feels. I don't like the way it sounds. No, just no. Send him with the I, AO, like, AO, bro. What's going on? Like, what is like, this? Yeah, what knock here? it off. I only thought of <laughs> Dear Herbie because it remind. It sounds like Dear Abby, the advice columnist. No, I like and, that. I saw that. I spell yeah. it different. I spell it with I-E, but I I, I saw well, I know, that. I'm, I'm that, down for I that. I know that's how you would spell it. I know that's how you would spell it, like Herbie Hancock. I know it would be yeah. I-E, but Dear Abby is A-B-B-Y. Yeah, I know. So I, I got it. I'm know, with I put it. it in the group chat as, chat as Dear Herbie with a Y. Do you consider yourself, Herb Howard, somebody who is good at giving advice in general? Yes, I do. I think I'm thoughtful. I think I'm unbiased. And... I think I'm smart. Do you think people, I agree with those things about you, knowing you as a friend, I would say that's all true. Do you think that people are generally receptive to your advice? Um, Generally, I do. I would say probably 70, 30, and then the other 30 just make the wrong choice. <laughs> all right, 29. One time, 1% of the time I'm wrong. This one plays, Herb, this first one plays to just what we were talking about, uh, about living your life online. So two years ago, dear Herbie, I should start it. Dear Herbie, mm-hmm. two years ago, I met a wonderful man online. He's 21 years younger than I am. So Ooh. naturally, I'm cautious about how our relationship will hold up through the years. He's 42. I'm 63. He says I am everything he's dreamed of and more. 
I think he's non-judgmental, kind and sweet and witty. His intelligence amazes me. I love and respect him more than any person I have ever known. Keeping in mind, they've only ever met online. Is it possible to have a long-lasting relationship when there is this kind of age difference? Mm. Segment works best if you if we if we go a little quicker. Mm. I'm that's, sorry, I had, that's, I, un, that's unsolicited advice. Listen, I'm learning to filter my thoughts, okay? Because we when we talk about long term and and we're and and we're 63, I. I have to factor in what long term means, you know, and so you get, you know, that's number one. Seventy, <laughs> huh? You guys, are, you guys are horrible. You're not. <laughs> you're not. I think that can this long distance twenty year yes. age gap relationship work out, Herb? Yes, it can work out. I think that this long distance twenty year age gap can work out. I think that if they are um, honest with each other and they communicate. And they're transparent and they express their legitimate concerns because there have to be some on both sides. I think that it can work out. I heard things like this is, you know, the most thoughtful or intelligent, you know, person I've ever encountered. And I believe the person. And so, yeah, I, 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 I think it can work out. I'm not opposed to it. I was in the bar the other day and I am 36 a woman who told me that she was 60 years old came up to me and she was like, Hey, can I buy you a drink? And I was okay. like, yeah, sure. I was going to have another anyway. And she seemed to be a decent enough woman. You know, it didn't go much further, but I, I think it can work out. I think it can work out. Tony's wish- face wrinkled up so dramatically when you said that. No, Tony, no. <laughs> My my partners are older I, than me. I, th- I think that's his answer. Uh, well, when my, I find my partners odd, are older than me. My older my, my that's partner. Fine. That's fine, Herb. That's one of okay. my partners is fourteen years older than me. I I don't think that's an issue. But what I'm thrown off by is this. Uh, so we're twenty years apart. Also, we've never met each other. Uh, do you think the twenty years apart is a problem? I'm like I, I think I feel like you're asking about the wrong thing. Yeah, the, the 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 twenty hours apart is the difference. Like that's the real right. issue here. <laughs> All right, the, the twenty states apart is the big issue. Herbie, 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 dear Herbie, I have been with my boyfriend Robert. They may you know making up a name here, you know, for anonymity for sure. ten years. Recently, Robert has decided that he is entitled to privacy, and he has locked me out of his computer and phone, and mm. refuses to share his passwords. Mm. So far, not, you know, a huge problem. But then this person goes on and says, here's some history. Robert has cheated on me more than 20 times in the past with an almost encounter happening as recently as three months ago, thwarted only after I saw some text messages on his phone. Am I crazy? Yes, you're absolutely crazy for thinking that anybody has cheated on you 20 times. At most, someone has cheated on you three times the other 17 times you volunteered for this okay he didn't cheat on you the other 17 times you signed up for it you were perfectly okay with it how somebody cheat on you 20 times that's not that's that's not even real like it's like oh my best friend betrayed me 20 times no they betrayed you three times 17 times you were an absolute fool that's just it like no 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 nobody's crazier even so even when it first started they were like 
recently he's chosen to be secretive about his passwords and stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Recently matters. That, that implies that he wasn't always like that. And so now he's changing his behavior. I was on the writer's side at that point. But then you go to this is the 20th time. At what point do you cease to be a victim and become a volunteer? I, th- I think it's called uh, you played yourself, right? Isn't that what that means? You played yourself. You played yourself. You're hustling backwards. I mean, at this point, he's protecting you. Right. From seeing stuff that, that, that would hurt you. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing you a favor. Because clearly you're not going to leave. You're going to cry, be sad for a couple of weeks, and then move on. So, so like, he's like, why, why would he put you through that? You know, she's she's definitely hustling backwards. I'm with Tone on that. That's no. There. Nobody's cheating on you. Not for the last 17 times. Anyway. <laughs> You're part of a throuple. Yeah, or you got a your wife. Whatever. A lot of them. Herbie. Dear Herbie, I've been married a little over a year. That's sweet. That's nice. Uh, however, right before our wedding, I met a coworker that I'll call Alexis. Alexis and I hooked up a few times before and after my wedding. There have been instances when I have ditched my wife to hang out with Alexis, not mm. to do anything, but just to hang out with her mm. and her mother. Mm. <laughs> my wife says I spend too much time with Alexis between work and after work, but she's fun to be with. My wife is kind of a homebody. She doesn't like to go out and have a good time. Okay. My wife doesn't trust Alexis. And while I can't blame her, I'm conflicted about what my next step should be. What was the physical history between he and Alexis? Uh, they hooked up before he got married. Oh, also uh, after. <laughs> yeah, the wife has every right to be skeptical of this. You think um, she's not, on to something? Yeah, she's on to something. Not only distrust, not only untrusting of Alexis, but also of you. What it sounds like to me is you just need to be upfront and open with your partner to say, hey, babe love you but i also have some interests that don't seem to interest you like going outside and you want to stay in the house cool i want to go outside me personally as a person who is not so possessive of my partners if my partner likes to go like skating i don't like to skate right and so it's like hey i'm gonna go skating me and antonio love to go skating you and Antonio go skate until your hearts are content because I'm not going, right? So they, I think this person just needs to be honest with their partner and say, hey, there are things that I like to do with Alexis that you don't like to do. Can I please do them with her? And if so, cool. And if not, then you both have a decision to make because clearly you're going to do this anyway, even to the degree of ditching your wife to go do that and hang out with her and her mom. Like, be honest with your partner. I would say, number one, be honest with yourself, right? I think that's where most people go wrong in relationships. You fail to be honest with yourself. And so you tell yourself these stories. Oh, I can put up with this. I can tolerate this. I can do without that. I can do without this. No, you can't. You love this thing. You love to go skating. You love to go to musicals. Your partner hates musicals. You need to be honest with yourself and then tell your partner that I want to do this thing and then see where they are. One of the issues here is that it's not ice skating that he likes to do with Alexis. It's uh, hooking up. It's icing. (laughs) Toaster strudeling. (laughs) (laughs) Herpy. 
And finally, uh, dear Herbie, my 80-year-old mother has always considered herself an artist. Although her paintings are bad at best. She insists on gifting paintings at major events and also insists that the honorees unwrap the painting in front of guests. At a recent very classy wedding, she insisted the bride and groom open her gift and the painting was atrocious. My oblivious mother beamed and grinned and took a bow. Not a bow. She does this at most weddings and events and I'm mortified each time. The recipients are always visibly uncomfortable and even angry that she attempts to steal their limelight. Mother doesn't notice. This is not dementia, by the way. She has always been an attention hog and narcissist. I've begged her not to do this, but she claims I'm, quote, just trying to stifle her creativity and that she's a gifted artist. How do I stop her from doing this? You stop taking her to people's weddings, number one. Like, as soon as the, as soon as the letter started, it's like, my mom has always thought of herself as a gifted artist. It was I knew she was a bad artist. You didn't say my mom has always been a gifted artist. She's always <laughs> right. thought of herself as a gifted artist. It's like, mm, she's not a good artist. But then you keep gifting these atrocities to people as gifts at their wedding. And not only just like putting it in the gift box, but you're like, oh, unwrap it right now. And I'm going to stand up and take a right. bow. And I'm, <laughs> right. hey, 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 ma'am, sit down. If you can even stand up, sit down, like knock it off. No, nobody's doing this. If you're taking a bow at a wedding, you're attending a wedding the wrong way, I would say. You are. This is not about you. <laughs> you were Have not invited a there to seat. take a bow. Have a seat. Like who's invite? Who keeps inviting this woman? Because like the, the 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 child writes this letter as though she's done this. At I'm gonna say at least half a dozen weddings. Who keeps inviting her to these things? Knock it off, lady. Sit down or just tell her. But I, not her, because she's apparently told her. But the mom thinks you're just trying to stifle me as an artist, and I'm brilliant. Have somebody else tell her. Like in the middle of the wedding, you want Have all this attention? Else tell her? I'm going to give you what you're asking for. You're asking for all, all this attention? Give mom the attention. Stop. Everybody, look at mom. She did this painting. Tell her what you tell her what you think about it. Boo! It's terrible. Throw tomatoes at her. So I'm, not tra- I'm not trashing somebody else. I'm not trashing your mom's paintings, Herb. You're gonna be the one that has to handle that. I'm gonna encourage it because I've tried. If I was a good friend, I would do it for you, actually. I'd be like, I'll fall on this one. She Please. can hate me. She can hate Please. me forever, not you. Actually, that's I've been, true. I've been telling her for years, and she doesn't listen. So, y'all, please help me help her. <laughs> this is terrible. This must stop. <laughs> this must stop. Should we do the news? Uh, a wild story about soccer this week. Uh, U.S. soccer found out about a domestic violence incident by coach Greg Berhalter because of the mother of a player reporting him. Now, this was something that Berhalter and his wife, it happened when they were dating 30 years ago, uh, that they got into, he was 18, and they got into an argument and he kicked her. And this player's mother is friends with the wife and has been friends with the wife. So she knew about it that way. So this player on the team, uh, Gio Reyna, was subject of some controversy during the U.S. World Cup run uh, where the coach said that he was almost sent home. And the mom did not like her son's name being dragged through the mud and was threatening basically to reveal this. And eventually did to 
the U- to uh, U.S. soccer, and she says, "quote I thought it was an I thought it was especially unfair that Geo was being dragged through the mud when Greg asked for and received forgiveness for doing something much worse at the same age." So this is like an incident in his past that uh, with his current wife that they have worked out. And I mean, still, you can draw your own conclusions, what you think of that. But the way that it came out, coming out from one of the uh, uh, disgruntled players, parents. I'm all over the place. Crazy way for that scandal to, to, to emerge. I'm all over the place on this one, Tony. I'm not going to lie, because I, I, initially I'm like, okay, mom is tripping. Like, this is long time ago, no comparison. But then she really brings it home at the end when she's like, at the same age. When she says, like, he, he's he's not willing to forgive my kid for his discretions when he had worse discretions at the same age. But then I come back to the other side and say, mom, you're wrong for doing this because this is his current wife some however 25 30 years later and who are you to even expose that about his wife's past like who like how do you know she wants this to be exposed when clearly she's moved on she's lived a full life ever since and yeah i think mom is wrong for this one she i'm gonna go mom didn't. is wrong she probably didn't. You don't know what's really going on in someone's heart. Yeah, or she could like still that. be being abused. But, That's true. But the big, but the big statement that uh, Greg Berhalter put out was co-signed by his wife, who he's been married to for three decades and has children with and is still married to. So yeah. you probably are right that she didn't want that out. I call foul on mom on this one. Red card. Uh, Jamie Foxx's mom. He threw her an amazing birthday party for turning 80 on Monday. They had, you remember, we talked about uh, Jamie Foxx not being able to get into a party. Whose party was it? Was it Cardi B's party? Cardi party? I don't know. No? You don't remember we were breaking down the film on that? Anyway, Jamie Foxx threw his mom a birthday bash in Miami on Monday. He had 20 guests at the Miami Steakhouse Prime 112 which like I've never been to. I've never been there, but I've heard of it. Uh, They had champagne, steaks, seafood, quote, desserts galore. Uh, (laughs) Shaq and Fat Joe just happened to be there having dinner. So they stopped by. And he uh, he bought his mom a Rolex for her birthday. Jason, you're you're big time in Miami. You've never been. Why weren't you there? I can't afford that. (laughs) Never at any point have I been able to afford that. (laughs) <laughs> I've only heard tell of it. I've only heard tell of Prime 112 that like, you know how if you go to a bar and they have like a little uh, bowl of nuts or pretzels or something out, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. communal. Apparently what I've heard, I don't know if this is true. They've got so prawns I, just sitting there for bacon. everyone. It's bacon. <laughs> it's just bacon. Uh, it, I, heard it, a com- I heard a commercial the other day that intrigued me. Uh, it was for Bounty Paper Towels. Bounty Paper Towels commercial, and they uh, used the song Milkshake, and it just made me think I'd like to hear a little bit of that on the show this week. Of the Milkshake song. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and their life is better than yours. Not that one? No, that's the one, but it's this is a reading segment for Tony. 
And now, Tony Gill reads. What's going on, man? Like you're you're late hitting the button. You're just sitting there. It's time to read, and you're just sitting there staring at me. What's happening? No, this is no, no, this nothing. I'm just uh, uh, the guest. Uh, now you got it's Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Giggles. Well, this like, is Tony Gill with glasses. I'm not sponsored by anybody. Um, unfortunately, okay. nobody has chosen right. to to sponsor Tony Gill with glasses, even though I read for free all the time for the show. Where's my respect, huh? Poorly, usually. I think, Tony, I think Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Giggles uh, subcontracts this to you, so you need to take up any grievances about your pay with him. Well, I'm going to have to talk with uh, Mr. Tony Gill. I feel like I, I put in my work into the show okay. as, as much as anybody. Tony right. Gill I, I, don't know, I don't know why I'm continuing to indulge this Tony Gill presented with by glasses. Sheets and Giggles versus Tony Gill with glasses, but uh, Tony Gill, original Tony Gill, is the one who sat there for like 20 seconds not hitting the button. And it was such a long, awkward pause that our guest co-host didn't know what was going on and well, started singing to fill the space. Well, that, well that's, that's that's not on me, sir. I don't know why you're projecting on Tony Gill with glasses. I, I'm just here to read. That's what I do. I always All end right? up regretting this. I always, This always in my head sounds like this will be funny, and then I regret it so much. I think Tony Gill with glasses is akin to mom as Basquiat. <laughs> in, in the Dear Herbie segment? Yes. <laughs> he, he, he thinks everyone loves this? <laughs> oh, everyone loves this. And then he takes a bow. How do we tell him? This would be a dear... How do we tell our friend that his uh, character that's really just him with glasses is not entertaining and everyone hates it? And he thinks it's great. And he, and he insists on... And he says you're just stifling his artistic creativity. <laughs> he put on glasses. I should have thrown that in there. How, how do we like confront that as he takes a bow <sighs> with his crooked glasses as he takes a bow? <laughs> Tony Gill with glasses, please, sir. You're done? You guys done? <laughs> you guys funny? Uh, now, now you're indignant. Now you're indignant. <laughs> this thing you do to just irritate me to no end. And now you're indignant that like now you're offended that we don't like it. <clears throat> I keep waiting. I've been. This is like I've been going on for two years, waiting for this bit to click, and it never has. Herb, I, I've I've watched it not click several times, but I like it didn't click so bad this time. I literally thought you were asking me a question. It was like, yeah, oh, you thought I'm just talking about the no reason because because <laughs> Tony's waiting twenty seconds to hit the button. Like, I didn't think you could. Mm, okay, all My, right. The the Kali right. song or whoever. Let's let's just do it. All right. <clears throat> From Khaleesi's 2003 hit, Milkshake. I know you want it. The thing that makes me what the guys go crazy for. They lose their minds the way I wind. <laughs> I think it's time. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. <laughs> darn right it's better than yours I can teach you but I have to charge <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it was worth the wait I'm not gonna lie to you it was worth the wait <laughs> he read it like it was Shakespeare 
Oh my God. Hey, Tony with glasses. That's hilarious. Uh, Tony that with is glasses hilarious. left. I don't think. Oh, what you guys do to him? <laughs> I I was not pleased with his. I'm not doing this. Why do I keep like this? Is like getting sucked into pretend world with my children. Uh, finally, Herb. Uh, over over 1,500 bats froze and fell from bridges and other roosts and things like that in Houston last week uh, during a cold snap where the temperature dropped to 21 degrees. So I think we've actually talked about this on here before. Like they have this issue with iguanas in Miami where mm-hmm. if it gets cold enough overnight, they'll freeze and fall out of trees. But then they're not dead. They'll thaw out and uh, you know, be resuscitated. Uh, wildlife experts went around and collected these frozen bats, these unconscious bats, and rehabilitated them and are releasing them back into the open in Houston this week. Mary Warwick, the director of the Houston, who, who, excuse me, the Houston Humane Society, uh, was driving around and just like, oh, it's really cold. It was really cold last night. I, I wonder what happened to the bats. I wonder if there's an issue. And so she drives to a bridge in Houston where she knows there's a lot of bats and she sees over a hundred bats just laying on the ground, which would freak me out. I think if sure. you saw a hundred of some animal like that, no doubt motionless on the ground, you'd be like, what, what, when did the apocalypse start and how did I miss it? What's going no on? No doubt. No doubt. Tony would be, Tony, you'd be like that if it was squirrels. Tony has a thing about squirrels. I don't know if you know this or, but like when he sees squirrels running around, it like is comforting to him because he's like, okay, everything's fine. If the squirrels are okay, then everything's fine, right, Tone? Am I putting that correctly? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a uh, a, a world norm that I have adjusted to that makes me feel like no matter what's happening in the world, the squirrels are out frolicking. That means the world is continuing to to go on. And I agree, so- but it begs the question: When have you seen a bunch of squirrels? Like not, just laid out dead or something. Like, oh uh, no, I haven't seen that. I just seen them just not around for for a little bit. Oh, you just mean the absence of them? Yeah, the absence. When they're of not them. around, he gets worried. Okay, yeah, he, okay, okay. Like, right. I can yeah. go. But, I can go for that. Like during the pandemic, that's you know that's how Tony kind of got his peace. He'd be like, okay, the squirrels are fine. You know, were they not outside? Oh, they yeah, were. They were. Okay. They were, and that made him think everything's going to be all right. You know, his eyes uh-huh. on the squirrel, that type of thing. Yeah, for a little bit, they they weren't because who uh, needs a mask? The squirrels are out. In, in my old neighborhood, they had like coyotes, and they would like eat all the, all the squirrels and bunnies around. And I was like, "Whoa! Like, what happened to all of them? Like, this is not normal. We got to do something about it." But they slowly came back, and you know, all was right in the world again. All right, We're, I'm not that different. I mean, I get I got freaked out uh, the other day when I was out walking my dog in the morning, and I saw a fox walking around, and I'm like, "Something's not right here," because those are supposed to be at night. This is a fox walking around in a neighborhood at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Something's off here. And my wife thinks she knows everything about all the nature stuff. And so she's like, no, it's fine. Foxes do that or whatever. But it, it seemed weird to me. Yeah, no. Anyway, not, so not Herb, this woman, this woman, Mary Warwick, who's like, you know, the director of the Humane Society in Houston, she picks up these hundred bats or so and puts them in a box and puts them in her car. And she's going to drive them to their facility or whatever. And in the warmth of her car, they sure. start to come back. Sure. They start to come out of their, you know, frozen coma or whatever you want to call sure. it. Sure. And nothing. Their comatose state. 
Yeah, nothing ended up happening. This isn't like the, the story in Miami where the guy had all the frozen iguanas and then they thawed out and started crawling all over him and made him crash his car or anything like that. But I, I'm thinking like that's I, that I that would be enough to freak me out if I had a box of bats in the backyard in the back seat of the car and they were starting to you know scurry around and and chirp and stuff. White people got to relax. I just got to be honest. White people got to relax. I don't know Mary Warren. I'm 101% sure she's white. White people have to relax. Okay? It's it's wonderful that she recognized the cold snap. It's wonderful that she then thought of the bats. I wonder if they're freezing. Let me go check. I wonder if the bats are a little chilly tonight. Tony, Still, Tony why, don't, why don't you fact check his theory while he's while he's on this? Still wonderful. However, you go and check. You see them all laid out. You, let me scoop them into a box and put them in my car and take them to the lab to nurse them back to health. Knock it off. If white people treated black people like they treat bats and stray dogs, Thanks. this country would be so much better. Facts. That's all the facts that we need right there. The country would be so much better. I want I want Mary Warren to just drive around and say, hmm, it's a food shortage. I wonder how many black kids are hungry. And then just go do something. Go scoop a bunch of black kids into a box, put them in your car, take them home and feed them. Like, white people got to relax, man. Just, that was also an Atlanta episode and they were relax. feeding them unseasoned chicken and Ooh, don't do that, white people. That story know. took a different turn than I expected. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I said I was sorry. <laughs> I the I wanted to mention originally that they ended up saving fifteen hundred bats, uh, mm. and that that was pretty good. But this feels like not mm. the time for that. Yay! Yeah. No, no upside down hanging ugly things. Mm. Or I guess those could be called monkeys, but I digress. Uh, that's the news. <laughs> Sports adjacent is brought to you. No, actually, it's not. I forgot. It's no longer brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Uh, but Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Giggles is presented by Sheets and Giggles. You can still use our same link and go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You'll get 23% off of Anything you get on there, get yourself the sheet set, get yourself a comforter, a throw blanket, a mattress, everything. Uh, 23% off if you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. And uh, Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Giggles. Do you have mm-hmm. any other advice for the people as they do their shopping there? Uh, yeah. You're going to want to get this 23% off because you're going to be spending a lot of money on these Sheets and Giggles because you it, it improves your quality of life. I don't know if I'm as happy as I am today if Sheets and Giggles had not entered my life. That's a strong endorsement. That's that's great. Tony Gill presented by Sheets and Please Giggles. Please make some underwear. I will wear them. Just like like briefs or boxers, though. Just like normal underwear. All Nothing, underwears. Not like what he's thinking. All underwear. Uh, I'll be right there with you, Tom. I'll be right there with you. I don't I don't think anything you said was hyperbole at all. It absolutely improves your quality of life. You get to sleep fast. You get a longer night of rest. You wake up more refreshed, ready for your day. It absolutely improves the quality of your life. But then you go into the thong thing and you lose me. 
it'll improve that too. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code ADJACENT200. And that'll get you this deal where if you bet $10 on any NFL game, as long as either team in that game scores a touchdown, that's it, you will win $200 in free future bets. You can also bet NBA, hockey, college football and basketball, parlays, player props, futures. You can bet on the Super Bowl right now, uh, which team you think – Will win the Super Bowl. Herb, who do you think will win the Super Bowl this year? Who would you bet? I've got the Bills beating the Eagles. I think it's gonna be the Chiefs. I'm I'm always willing to bet on them if they've got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but you could pick anybody. You can go on there and bet that. You can use our deal uh, to bet $10 on one of the games in Week 18 or one of the playoff games coming up, and uh, you'll win $200 in free future bets as long as. Anybody scores a touchdown in that game. And the promo code again is adjacent 200. Yes, Tone. Uh, I got, if it's okay, I got something to promote. Uh, yeah, let me finish this one. Oh, yeah, go uh, <laughs> Bet MGM, the king of sports books. What do you have to promote, Tony Gill, presented by Sheets and Giggles? So, uh, January 14th, I'll be speaking on a, uh, a panel featuring our guy, Lawrence Holmes. Uh, and also Jason Goff, and also uh, my friend Shakia Taylor, um, where it's doing it for uh, NABJ, so the National Association for Black Journalism, uh, the Chicago chapter, um, or Martin Luther King Day for the weekend. Um, all proceeds will be going to uh, scholarship funds, so if you want to just hang out, um, donate. We're going to be talking about sports and sports coverage and, and sports media and stuff like that. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be at Haymarket. Haymarket Pub, 737 West Randolph, January 14th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, come on, say hi. Say what's up. Is that where we went for Evan Moore's book signing? It was. I thought it was, yeah. And what do you do in a bar, Tone? Do you ask them like, what kind of root beer they have on tap or what? Yeah, only the freshest of root beers is what I require for my appearance. That's the only thing I'm requiring as, a, as an appearance fee is, look, you got you to gotta have the freshest root around feel me otherwise you're not getting your boy okay i they probably don't have craft root beer there i don't know i don't remember any mention here when we went there when you and me and russ were there last year i didn't ask for green skittles or them to you know give me specifically you know anything just your rider okay (laughs) that's that's root beer okay all right. We didn't promote anything of yours, Herb. Uh, you can you can follow Herb Howard's work uh, with the bigs. It, uh, there's videos and, and columns that he writes. Uh, he does a lot of great interviews with Bears players. And I think his postgame videos are legit after every Bears game. Thank you. I appreciate that. Herb is a very good football analyst. I feel like we've had you on, so maybe because we had you on before and people are familiar with you, I didn't feel like I needed to say all this, but maybe I should, just in case we have new listeners that are unfamiliar with you. Um, Herb is a a great football analyst in terms of understanding what happens and why things happen the way they do, and he combines that with the incredible uh, people skills, I guess you would call it. Like the way that he – I don't think anybody connects with – the person that they're asking questions to on the bears beat like Herb Howard does. And that's part of why he gets great answers 
to his questions. And he's, I know you've done a series of interviews this year, one-on-ones uh, that are available out there to watch with guys like Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, um, really good stuff. Yep. And you can also follow his personal account on Twitter at, at Herb Howard 411. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure. I love, I, I love getting the chance to, to do the work that I do. And uh, I just try to show up as authentic as possible and do the best job I can on a daily basis. So again, I appreciate it. Thank you. You do, and you do that here as well, and we are glad to have you, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.